It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Rolling along, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Hashtag crew is here, and it is a privilege to welcome our friend Jessica Mendoza into our studio as well. We're going to dive into all this baseball stuff and a whole lot more. Hembo is impossible to live with, with the Phillies playing as well as they are. Jess can certainly appreciate that. But I, I want to start with something that, that, that I think you will appreciate. And, and I don't want to embarrass you while you're sitting here, but you were probably the greatest player in the history of your sport. If not, you're on a very short list of them. And we were just talking about what psychological impact Aaron Rodgers' presence may have. And I'll tell you a quick story. Years and years ago, Mike and I were, you know, at, at, at the absolute pinnacle of our show, we got involved in some silly controversy. It doesn't matter what it was. But we, we had one of those moments in time where, like, you feel like the whole world is mad at you. You, you know what those are like. And that was when Chris Carter was working with us. And there was a day that I remember, like, it was just felt bad. You, you know that feeling, like, when you're doing a show, like, you just feel like everything is kind of stacked up against you. And he walked in the door, and there were, he just walked in with his energy and his confidence and all that kind of stuff. And I remember thinking to myself, we're going to be okay. Like, there was just, and I said this to him afterwards that day. I said, I just want you to know, like, your presence today made me feel like, everything's going to be all right. Doesn't matter what the circumstances were. They were not memorable. What I'm saying, Jessica, is, and let's use sports because that's the the world that you know best and, and that everyone listening to us is interested in. There are just some people that their mere presence makes everyone else around them feel like it's going to be okay. When they have doubt, when they have question, when they're not certain, and again, I, I wasn't around your teams. I don't know who that person was on your teams. You were the best player. It doesn't That can be someone else. But there are some people that can just walk in the door and you think everything is going to be all right. Greatness. And, and not like on-field greatness. And obviously Aaron Rodgers, like unquestionably his talents. But there is something about just understanding presence of greatness. An influence that that has. And it is unbelievable to me when you are within the vicinity, like a physical contact. Yes, there can be phone calls, text messages, all that is great. But physical presence of greatness. And what I mean by that is is what you influence, how you influence people by the three words you might say. Mm. And that is what Aaron Rodgers in this situation, everything that everyone's talking about. And as a softball player, we had that in, in Legends, Lisa Fernandez. Anytime that she was around, I mean – You want to feed off their energy. They could be literally saying the ABCs. And it's like, this is amazing. I love this. And that to me is what that brings is the presence of greatness. And again, not just because of the talents, but the influence through the years. So so to catch you up, what Hembo was saying right before you came in the door was because he lives in this world of numbers – Everything is everything can be uh, diagrammed. Everything can be represented by a number quantified. Thank you is exactly the world I was looking for the word. And what I'm trying to explain, and I think you just did it better than I could because you've lived it far more than I have, is some things are not quantifiable, but that doesn't make them less real. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the impact that his presence has. Sure. I mean, these are still I mean, he's got what, 60, 70, 80 teammates. These are all human beings. And when they're when all those human beings 
are pulling on the same rope, maybe just a little bit harder when he's there, I guess it can make an enormous difference, even if it's not something that I can point to and say, oh, look, I can prove that. Like, not everything is that way. But it's not, it's not, again, I don't want to put words in Jessica's mouth. For me, mm-hmm. it's not even about pulling on the rope any harder. You can be pulling as hard as you want at any conceivable time. There's something about that guy walking in the door that literally all of the angst and, 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 I, I can remember the feeling. I was like, oh man, like this is bad and think bad things are going to happen. And then he walked in and I was like, huh, actually everything is going to be all right. So let's so a let, Jets let's team end. that was left for dead and they themselves had to have question about it. Oh my God, he's lying on the ground. He's four plays in. We had all these expectations. Now we have no chance. We're dead. We're done. We're rudderless. All that kind of stuff. Then he walks back in the door and you're like, oh yeah, like we're still those guys. We We still have part of that he may not be playing but i think it just there's something it's not even that you try harder i can't i can't quantify it. well and how contagious it is i think that's something we talk about in postseason baseball it's a word that gets thrown out people get annoyed by it is i mean you watch it with the phillies offense like you get schwarber hitting home runs harper the next thing you know the rest of the offense lets out this sigh of relief because our big dudes are doing it clayton kershaw gives up how many runs? Six runs in the first inning. You see the rest of that Dodger team crumble. It's amazing the contagiousness mm. of effect. So you affect a couple players on that Jets team. The next thing you know, the rest of the team has been infected and very quickly. All right. Greeny, Jess, Hembo and company here. Starting Stronger starts at AutoZone where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Take it. So Kyle Schwarber last night, I think... With a couple home runs that he hit, now three over the last two games, Jess, you did a great breakdown today on Get Up, demonstrating why Kyle Schwarber has become like this absolute legend in the playoffs. And as the Phillies' leadoff hitter, as a very like atypical leadoff hitter, you might say, how would you describe the impact that he has on that lineup and what makes him so great? Well, we just talked about greatness. His effect in the clubhouse. And I start there because any team he has been on, he is by far and away the captain. Mm. Bryce Harper might be the face of this Phillies team, Kyle Schwarber is the heartbeat. Hmm. That is the reason he's at the top of this lineup because he sets the tone. In fact, everything, all the moves that they're doing, it starts with Kyle Schwarber because he understands who this team is. It is amazing to talk to his teammates about what he does for them. Then you get first pitch of the entire series and he hits at 117 miles an hour and it's like now he's setting the tone physically. But Kyle Schwarber is this team's leader. But, but as you said, Harper is the face. And Hembo brought something up about two weeks ago that I thought was interesting. We don't view baseball players as prodigies the same way we do in other sports, um, in large part because they get drafted and then they're not immediately in our consciousness the way they are sometimes in football and in yeah. basketball. But when we talk about the great prodigies, yeah. LeBron James, he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated when he was whatever he was, 15 years old, and uh, some of the other people for whom all of this success was forecast, Tiger Woods, who was on the Mike Douglas show when he was four years old, And his father said he was going to become one of the most important people ever. And he actually did it. Like Bryce Harper is that. Yeah. Right. Bryce Harper was a kid. You would know better than I would. But I remember knowing who Bryce Harper was when he was probably 15 years old. Well, it's so rare, as you mentioned, in the sport of baseball, because there is that time frame when you're drafted out of high school because you're so good and such a prodigy where you disappear. I mean, no one's following at length the minor leagues and the progression. There isn't some immediacy of where now they are impacting a team that they've been drafted by. So you have that lull. You have that time. Now more than ever, though, you're seeing these prospects get called up. 19 years old, 20 years old. Shoot, Evan Carter of the Rangers right now is ridiculous. But Bryce Harper is that only player 
to have his face be the pinnacle of the sport, be like, this is the future, guys, and then now have it paying off mm. in, in such a huge way. So do you think if, if Bryce and the Phillies, they, if they reach the top of the mountain this year? Because look. You're so excited. Sh- I, I am. Love, yeah. Bursting at the scene. Oh, no, he's already. No, don't let him fool you. He already, it's not supposed to be this easy. I mean, he says things. He is so tempting the baseball gods. It's, this is the same man. Where was he in June? Let us. Let, <laughs> forget about June. A year ago, probably Today, or something like it, um, maybe a week from now, Hembo pronounced the World Series over when the Phillies had taken what I believe was a 2-1 series right. lead against mm-hmm. the Astros at the time. He pronounced it over. <laughs> they were then promptly no hit. <laughs> they didn't get a hit the next game. In their next game, and they got swept the rest of the series. <laughs> they got Don Larson the day that I declared the series day. Yeah, so... That's it, make your point. I live in close proximity to the baseball gods. My question for you is this. <laughs> so you live out west. You see the enormous impact that Shohei Otani has had on the world of baseball. He is far and away the most brilliant player, the most talented player, the Babe Ruth of our generation, a once-in-a-century talent, right? But it's not obvious to me that if Bryce Harper continues to sort of captivate the nation and continues to hit like this and the Phillies win the World Series— that he doesn't finally become, become sort of the face of the sport. I think he's always kind of been almost predestined to become that. Yeah. But you can't really get there unless you can do it like this and then win it all. Like Jeter held that space for so long in our consciousness. Do you think I'm out too far ahead of my skis as a fan of the team? Or do you think Bryce Harper is within shouting distance of that mantle? Absolutely, because he wants it. And that's the difference between him and Shohei Otani hmm. and even Aaron Judge, for that matter. Aaron Judge is someone that's very introverted. He wants his personal life, his personality to be at a a huge distance from what the public understands of him and knows him. And the relatability, the authenticity, you're not going to get it there. Shohei Otani, the reason he does the things that he does and the reason I think he stays small market when he Mm. signs a huge deal is because he does not want to do the publicity. He doesn't want to do the interviews. He Talks to the media maybe once a week. Right. He's Shohei Otani. Mm. What other baseball player of his caliber isn't on billboard, billboards, isn't talking to people at least two, three times a day? He barely does commercials. He doesn't want it. He literally just wants to play baseball and go home. Bryce Harper wants it. He understands how great he is, but he also wants to be the limelight for everyone to see. Now, the other guy who hasn't wanted it is Trout, right? Yeah. And, and, and he's been the best player in the sport mm. for however long he has been. Um, I'm, I'm old enough to remember when we were talking, is Trout, is Harper going to be better? Trout's the best player of his generation, right? Yes, just- they were recalled literally the same day. Right. And for the longest time, Bryce Harper had to live in Mike Trout's shadow, despite Trout's lack of postseason success. Yeah. But, but, I mean, Mike Trout, who's a Philly kid, watching Bryce Harper do this, he has to be questioning himself, deciding to re-sign with, that, with the Angels when he could be doing this in Philadelphia instead of Bryce Harper. I don't think he Harper. is. I, I, think, you- I think he wants to be in Anaheim. I think he literally wants to be playing baseball. He is very similar mm-hmm. to Shohei Otani in that he sees all this attention that's happening in Philadelphia. He doesn't want that, which for all of us is like, right. no! Right. Like- it's just hard for me to wrap my, uh, my head around that notion. Like, what, what you're watching the Phillies do now, yeah. you're watching Bryce Harper do now, like, that has to be what everyone wants, right? But maybe it's not. Well, no, win games in October, yes. Sure. He definitely wants that. Does you're he too want close the limelight? to this, Hembo. You're too close to it. <laughs> He's I'm like, too close to How does he not no, want to be a Philly? I, I, do not think, <laughs> I don't think Mike Trout is sitting there going, oh, I only wish in my life that I was right this minute on the Phillies. That's not. I mean, every player in baseball would like to be in the LCS. I'm not saying no, but sure. you are the only person who has decided that this is <laughs> in the same way that you're all upset about comments that are innocuous and have nothing to do with anything. Uh, you can be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Uh, Jess, before I let you go, one more thing. I 
saw there was a lot of conversation about Kim Ng and the, and the Marlins yesterday. And I know that you had some thoughts on that, and I'm dying to hear what they are. My biggest thing is, first of all, I give her so much freaking credit to walk away. Because that male, female doesn't matter. I mean, you have that job. You have the opportunity. What she has built in Miami, I can't imagine how hard it is for her to say no. And the reason she's saying it is because they came in and said, we're going to have someone oversee you. We're going to have someone above you. That here we are giving you something you have dreamt about for 30 years that you should have had 15 years ago and didn't get it. You now have it. And we're going to have some guy come in and oversee everything that you've done. And she says, I am out. Get me out of here. I give her so much credit because I'll tell you what, most GMs don't do that. They take the paycheck. They take another year and they stay. She didn't. Now, where she goes, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be like a, a really quick timeline before yeah. she ends up somewhere else. she'll be a highly sought after free agent which is ironic considering what her job has been but i you can't take the male female piece out of the conversation right i mean the fact that she yeah. that she is a woman in such in, in a in a position that so few women have ever occupied and that this situation befell her there's no way to take the 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 gender out of the conversation right it feels like a part of it no matter how you and look that at was it. my first reaction yeah. so when i first saw that my heart broke She's the only one. Yeah. yeah. She, she is she's the trailblazer. She's yeah. the trailblazer. She's the only female in this position, and she is kicking ass at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for me, I, I see that she's, she's now out of the picture. She's gone temporarily. And because she was so successful, my thing is don't put women in positions to put women in positions. Do it because they're great. She is great. So not having her there breaks my heart because she is the only one. And for those of us that are that – we hold on to that, especially the ones that are so good. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I mean, the only good news, if there is good news in this, is I she's going to be snapped up immediately, right? And I, I think because of the reaction yesterday, I, I almost think it will – I'm not sure what the word is. Like, she becomes a bigger star. She, her, her name is, I think, better known than it otherwise would have been because so many people are so outraged by the way she was handled. Yes, that's, and that's exactly as, as the world should feel. My guess, my best guess, is that she winds up becoming the GM of the Boston Red Sox. That's a position that's open, and she is eminently qualified for it. But honestly, Jess, like, this news made my blood boil. And it would not even matter that Kim Ang looks like she does. She is objectively great – she took the Marlins to the playoffs in a 162-game season. That is more impressive than anything that any executive in baseball did this year. So given the, like, throw away the fact that she's literally the most powerful woman in sports in America. That is an absolute miracle and someone that you should cherish and preserve at all costs. The fact that the Marlins elected to do this is an absolute joke. Okay, it's well said. I'm glad you Get both it, did Hambo. that. Get it, Hambo. Get it. Look, he's just feeling himself <laughs> these days, yeah, but yeah. his point really is, is well taken. All right, he's, in fact, he's so happy. Let's let him do his trivia question. By winning percentage, which Major League Baseball team owns the best record in postseason history? By winning percentage. By winning percentage, which Major League team owns the best record in the history of of the postseason. It's a good question. We'll come back with the answer in a moment on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your 
ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's Demon Time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com slash greenberg and use code greenberg for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com slash greenberg code greenberg for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny, with you on ESPN Radio, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Hembo, this one is sneaky. Wow, okay, and how are your trivia skills? This is Sneaky Hembo Trivia. Regular sneaky or extra sneaky? All right, so I know the answer isn't going to be the Yankees. Go ahead, or or the question again, if you would, please. Uh, By winning percentage, by winning percentage, which team has the best postseason record in Major League history? I have a guess. I have mine written down, so I can't steal anything from anybody else. Bubba, do you have a guess? I'll just say again, if the answer was the New York Yankees, you would never have asked the question. It feels too obvious. And, of course, they've done a lot of losing. When you make the playoffs as much as they have, and and even in the pre-playoff era, they lost a lot of World Series. So there's no way the answer to this question is going to be the Yankees. Yeah. Bubba, or who do you could think it, it is? Or could it be? Nah, well, you never know. That it. would be the ultimate sneaky. That would be the <laughs> ultimate. And I know that you know that I know that you know. You know I'm going to think you're, you wouldn't make this the question if the Yankees was the answer. Of course not. But yeah. I don't think you would. I, no, I don't think so either. But, I mean, it could be so many teams. Winning percentage is a real, real tough one. I'm just going to throw – I'm going to go Houston Astros. Houston Astros. Cam? The Marlins. Okay. That's my guess, too. The Marlins have, have won two World Series, and I think you could count on your fingers the, the number of other times they've made the playoffs. So I don't think they've gone. Remember, they're the team that, that came into baseball, won the World Series with Jim Leland, and then broke up immediately. Then they made that miracle run, that Beckett team, whatever year that was, that beat the Yankees 03, whatever year that was they won. And I feel like they've been in the playoffs so little other than that. That was my guess as well. So we have one for the Astros and two for the Marlins. Hembo. The correct answer is the Marlins. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, baby. Very well done. Just to be clear that I've written it down, you can see I wrote it there. I I did not steal that one from The Marlins are 24 and 16 all time in the postseason, a 600 win percentage. Bubba, the Astros are at 519. uh, 519, they rank ninth. Uh, I should should have thought of the Marlins makes sense. Where are the Yankees? The the Yankees are second. The Yankees all time, uh, 578 win percentage. Where are the Diamondbacks? Because they were kind of my other guess. The Diamondbacks are 15th. They're 23 and 24. Never mind. Glad I went with the Marlins. So The Marlins Marlins makes sense. uh, 0-2 in the postseason this year. And also, you might recall, they made it in 2020 in the COVID year, and they actually beat the Cubs in the first round of the playoffs that yeah. year also. Yeah. So those are the four times they made it. The That's it. Times, I mean, those are the only times they've correct. made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so our thinking was... Ex- I love it when not only did we get it right, but... We got it right for the right reasons. You did. Oh, that's well just done. a delight on our part. Okay, first impression. You may have heard the sound. Sounds good. No, it sounds great. But Greeny has it. It's time for first impressions. All right, so first impressions is where the guys find something that they think I'll find interesting, and I haven't heard it yet. And so, and you're hearing it along with us. I'm hearing it for the first time, too, and I will give you my first impression. This one comes from my buddy Don LaGreca from ESPN Radio New York, been on the Michael K. Show since the station's inception. We've been friends for 20 years, and he has been giving me the business about my Aaron Rodgers takes of late. And so I responded the other day to him, and so I see on my screen that he has now responded back to me. I've not heard it yet. So here's what Don said. He's not going to put a timetable on it, and he's basically saying anybody that does put a timetable on it doesn't understand enough of it. So why are we throwing out Mike Greenberg, week 12, week 13? No, it's ridiculous, Peter. He's not putting it out there. He is trying to get on the field as quickly as possible, but he has no idea how long it's going to take. Sure, he'd love to run out of that tunnel for the start of the playoffs, or he'd love to run out of that tunnel week 13. But if he's not saying it, why the heck are anybody else saying, oh, he's going to be back at the... Oh, he's going to be back before the playoffs start. Oh, he's going to come back week 13. He just called you a fool. I don't think he called me a fool. Now, to be clear, Rodgers did say that. I watched him on McAfee. I always watch the Tuesdays when he's on there with McAfee. And he did say I'm not putting a timetable on it. But that isn't all he said. He said a lot of other things. I don't know that I'm not putting a timetable on it doesn't work both ways. Like when someone says, do you think you could come back for the playoffs? I'm not sure he's not thinking, I'm not putting a timetable on it, because in my head, I might be back before that. I think not putting a timetable on it is literally that. It is meant to be taken literally. I don't know what is or isn't possible. Here's what I do know, or at least I'm convinced. I am convinced that he thinks he's coming back this year. I'm convinced of that. I cannot prove it. He hasn't said it to me. To be clear, Aaron and I do not have a relationship. I mean, the few times that we've been in the same place, he's been very pleasant, but it's not like we talk to each other on the phone or anything like that. I have not talked to him about this a single time. So I don't want this to be misconstrued as information I'm passing along. I'm passing along what I think I'm seeing and hearing from everything he's doing. There's something going on. He's not just standing out there on the field the other day flinging footballs around and looking pretty good because he thinks it will help his team emotionally. I think it is helping his team emotionally. I think he's genuinely visualizing making it happen. I think that is whether you agree with it or whether you believe in it or not, it is a thing, and I think he's doing it, and I think he thinks he's coming back this year. I really do, and 
I think he is too. I really you, do. You, you don't just hope. You think you'll see Aaron Rodgers play quarterback for the Jets in the 2023 season. Here's what I would say. I think there's a very good chance. I, I hope more than anything in the world that I'm wrong about this. I think there's a very good chance that the Jets lose a lot of games. Look, the, the formula they have used for winning their games, they beat the terrible Broncos and they forced four turnovers against Philly and Buffalo. You cannot count on that. They, they are, they're trying to do two things at the same time. I give them credit. Look, Robert Sala deserves absolute nothing but praise. Nathaniel Hackett deserves nothing but praise. Those, those kids, every player on, those team, on that team, all those young guys, they deserve nothing but credit for what they're doing. And Zach Wilson deserves credit because he has matured, he has grown, and he has gotten better. But at the end of the day, I have said to you a million times in different contexts, Trying to win important games and develop a quarterback at the same time is close to impossible. You have to kind of do one or the other. Now, the shame of it is he's not a rookie, but they sort of treat him like one, and it sort of feels like he's one. You're still afraid of him making mistakes practically every time he does anything. It's not worth going back over what has happened the last two years anymore. They are what they are. He's playing much better. They're coaching him much better. I am all in. I am a thousand percent appreciative of the work that is going into what they're doing, and I would describe it at this point as a success. But when you have someone who looks like he does, I think it is going to be very hard to win big games. So they've got Miami twice still. They've got Buffalo coming up. They've got, um, I, I believe they'll beat the Giants. The Chargers is a fascinating game. You know, the Jets have to get, they've got three wins right now. Let's say when let's just use a random time when they've played 12 games. They've now played 6. When they play 12 games, will they have won 3 more? That's really the question. If the Jets are 2 games behind you know below 500 and 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 they're 2 games out of the playoffs, then no, I don't think Rodgers comes back. But I think if he sees the Jets as having a legitimate chance to make a postseason run, all right, leave that up on my screen. The the crew doing, I should have had it open in front of me, but I didn't. Here is the upcoming schedule. I'm going to say the name of the game. You tell me win or loss. Okay. At the Giants. Win. Which is a home game, that's even right. though it's a road game. I mean, they're in their stadium. All right, that's four and three. Home Chargers. Loss. Four and four. At Raiders. I think they'll split those two games. Chargers, Raiders, I think they split. Okay, Fair? so let's make that five and four. Then at Bills. Loss. Five and five. Home Dolphins. Loss. That, that, by the way, I believe is the Thanksgiving Friday game. Mm-hmm. One of the games against the Dolphins. Yeah, it wouldn't be week 15. So that, that is the good, fr- the, not good Friday. Uh, Black what's Friday. It called? Black, Black Friday, Friday game um, against Miami. That's a tough game to picture them winning, That's right? a loss. All right, so that's one game under 500. Home Falcons. They'll, they'll win that game. Six and six. Or, uh, yeah, 500. Home Texans. They'll win that game. Okay, now you're a game over. Then at Dolphins. It's a loss. Now you could be looking. Okay, if all that happens, yep. now you've got three games left in your season. You've played 14 games, and you're 7-7. Seven and seven. If, if we get to that, and you're looking at Commanders, Browns, and at Patriots to finish up the season, then I believe there's a real chance Aaron Rodgers plays. And leave it to Belichick in a meaningless Week 18 game. And his last game ever <laughs> as the coach of the New England Patriots. To go up against Rodgers, I tell you what, the Jets will beat the hell out of them. The Jets, if they played, if they played right, th- if they played this week, the Jets would win that game by three touchdowns. Th- they played that game that w- they still hadn't figured out what to do with Zach. Th- they had no chance. They wouldn't have beaten anybody mm-hmm. that day. Zach didn't know which end was up. That was a mess. And again, I that was the week I went crazy. I, I was not wrong based on what I was seeing. 
That's why I give so much credit to all of them, to the head coach, to the offensive coordinator, <coughs> excuse me, and to Zach himself. I give them all, all the credit in the world. If they played New England now, they would crush I, them. I agree with that. So that gets them to, like, what, seven or eight, like seven and seven, mm-hmm. eight and six, right in that range, right? I don't think... He's, he's going to play. I, I don't think the, the bar to clear in the AFC is, is as high as we thought it was going into the season. Right. I think a lot of the AFC playoff picture will come down to nine and eight teams and all of the tie-breaking uh, tie machinations because, like, the, the top of the, the conference... Isn't what it was, isn't what we thought it was, and the glut in the middle. I think will probably kind of stay because mm. I don't think you're seeing like the the the, the high level quarterback play that we expected to come out of the top team. So what I think will happen is that that will start to separate. You do, yes. So it is worth pointing out that as much as it feels like an eternity, we are only six weeks into this season. I believe that as this season goes on, Buffalo will start to look great, Miami will start to look great. Baltimore will start to look great. Kansas City will start to look great. And I wouldn't be at all surprised if Cincinnati starts to look great. They have great quarterbacks. Those guys didn't forget how to be great quarterbacks. If they stay healthy, meaning Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, Tua, always the big if with him, um, whoever I just forgot. If those guys are healthy, those teams will start to separate. But here's my question, because we've seen this in other leagues. We've seen it in baseball. We've seen it in hockey. We've seen it it across other leagues where, for some reason, in a year, the scoring environment will be spiked or will fall, and it will just be that way. Through six weeks of the season, the scoring is is down to such an extent, and quarterback play is down to such an extent, that we can't really attribute it to small sample size anymore. I do agree with you. I think it is likely to normalize some, but if we just happen to be living in a world in which like this is the scoring environment this year, and everything is more compacted in the middle, I think a team like the Jets is a team that could benefit a lot from that because of the constitution of the team. Maybe. Now, it, that hasn't been the case for the Dolphins this year. They're on the verge of breaking like every offensive record there's ever been. The but Bills- they're the only exception. To be clear, they're the only team that has truly separated themselves offensively. I mean, the Bills have had games this year where they've scored 38, 37, 48, 20 points. They only scored 14 last week. I mean, the, the Bills, when Josh Allen is going, they could be very 100%. But here's what I looked up this morning for Get Up. I looked up this morning for Get Up because we talked about the Cowboys and whether or not they need to, needed to be more aggressive and less conservative offensively. And so I looked up teams that get to the Super Bowl, teams that just get to the Super Bowl. Right. What do they look like offensively? And each of the last 14 teams... So each of the last seven years, every single team that reached the Super Bowl averaged at least 27 points a game on offense. And right now, at least through six games, there are only four teams that have reached that mark. The Dolphins have blown past it, the Niners, the Bills, and the Lions. That's it. So maybe it will normalize some, but that's sort of been the magic number over the last seven years. Can you get to 27 points a game? If we only wind up with five or six teams that get there, it's going to mean that obviously defenses are more concentrated and that there's going to be more uh, teams sort of lingering in the middle there. I think it's a good number to, to, to point out. 27 has been the magic number. I'm, I'm looking at Kansas City. So Kansas City has scored this year 20, 17, 41, 23, 27, and 19 points. Yeah, they're, they're only at 24 and a half, which ranks ninth in the league this year. Yeah, they're, they'll they're get better. Down. I mean, they're, they're, they'll, they, get they'll get better, as, they'll get better. As, as it goes on because they're, they're, these players are too good. Like what's happening is the, I, I hear what you're saying. The, the overall numbers will be down for the season. It, we've already gone too far into the year for them not to be. But the good players will once again show their good players. I agree with that. But what we also have now is ridiculously large quarterback contracts. And so what we don't have now is incredibly loaded rosters. That's just a natural byproduct because quarterbacks are being paid so much money. Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott and Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. 
their teams aren't as good around them naturally. Miami Dolphins have the luxury of paying Tua on a rookie contract. So do the Niners. Right now, if the Super Bowl was tomorrow, that would probably be the likeliest matchup, right? So I'm not so sure. Like, yes, those teams still have the best quarterbacks, but they don't have the, necessarily the best environments around them. They don't necessarily have the best infrastructure because they're taking such an enormous percentage of the salary cap. I don't know that those offenses are just going to take off because of their quarterback. Well, play. so scoring is down, but you know what's up? The scoop. Parody. There are currently 22 teams out of 32 that have at least three wins. Bear in mind, no team has played more than six games. Some of them have only played five. And 22 of the 32 have won at least three games. So in any given NFL season, are we looking at more parity rather than the disparity between the best and the worst? We are looking at a league-filled with some degree of parity, and I think that actually plays more to the value of the great quarterback. Hmm. Because if the teams are close to equal, what's the difference going to be? It's going to be which team makes those two or three plays in a game that wind up being the difference. And my money is on Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh uh, Allen, and those kind of guys to be the ones who make them. It could be. It could also be. Which team has the best and healthiest offensive line at the end of the season? Like this is like we always always say things like this and don't back them up, but it does feel like we have more congestion, like we have more parity, like we have more close games in the NFL than ever before. Like the talent strewn out across the league is so incredibly even. We've talked about this last week. Like if you take the best and worst team in the NFL, there's really not that much of a difference. I mean, to start last week, the Carolina Panthers were up 14 nothing on the Dolphins. Now they obviously ran past them, but that was a pretty good example of that. It's totally different in college. Like every single one of these games can go either way, but we talk about these teams so definitively when it's really not the case. So, I mean, football's bounce funny, and I think that's probably the, the primary message that we take out of this, right, is that the yeah. ball can, if, if games are that close, the ball can bounce your way or can bounce against you. In some seasons, it feels like one or two teams always have them bounce for them. The people who don't believe in luck will tell you that the Bill Belichick teams and some of the others who are well-coached, well-prepared, doing the right things at the right times tend to have those bounces go their way, and that isn't accidental. I've never actually believed that. I'm really? Bi- no, I'm a big believer in destiny. Hmm. I'm a big believer in the gods that you're talking about, the baseball gods, yeah. the golf gods, the traffic gods. I mean, this isn't really a thing anymore because now we have ways and all that stuff, so you know what the traffic is going to be. But I'm old enough to remember a time when you drove a car just hoping for the best. And if at any point you were on a highway and you dared to speak aloud the words, boy, we're really making good time, you were guaranteed to be in a parking lot in the next two minutes. So these are things that should never be said aloud. I believe in that stuff. I believe that when things are going well in the game, no one in the room is allowed to move. No one. You got to stay where you are. You got to go to the bathroom. Tough. You're not going anywhere until something starts working against us. I am a firm believer in all of that stuff. It's Greeny coming to you live above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. As we continue in a moment, we're going to make something happen that I think will be both fun and will also prove a valuable point. And you'll hear what it is right after this on ESPN Radio. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. <laughs> 
Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. It doesn't come as a surprise, but Shefty just posted that Anthony Richardson will undergo season-ending surgery. It's a shame, you know, my strong feelings about how he shouldn't have been playing to begin with. Um, Today's not the day to make a big deal out of that. It's obviously a terrible shame for a super young, talented kid who I felt should not have been playing immediately as a rookie. Uh, Now he will undergo season-ending surgery, and that is uh, just unfortunate. That said, okay, we've got a little plan here. And and, and Bubba, we're going to do this to try and make a point. Okay, so legendarily, Bubba, what was the year that we sent you to Dallas? I believe it was the 2014 uh, playoff game, and, and that was because you Lions. wanted. Is that because you won a bet from Golick, something like that? Wasn't yeah, that what it was? Yeah, we bet before the season started. It was an over under on the Cowboys' win total. I think the win total was like nine and a half or something. They won like 12 games. So in this case, there was no such wager, but Hembo wants to make a point, and Cam, I believe you are going to be the recipient of his largesse oh joy so you and he as the resident philly fans you are making a point about how mad the city is over it how crazy the fans are it's got to be a pretty tough ticket to walk into that ballpark yesterday you could not get in a single ticket standing room only for less than 300 dollars. it is it is the hottest ticket in all of sports right now so hambo because he is this way did a little research as the phils now head out west to play games uh, three and four and five. If necessary. If necessary, in the desert mm-hmm. in Arizona. You looked it up. Take a guess if you haven't seen it yet, Cam. What do you think the get-in-the-door price is for a, ball, a ticket at the ballpark in Arizona for game three? Are we talking face value from the website? Yep, just the cheapest ballpark, uh, the seat that you can get uh, right now on online. $50. The answer is $13. Okay. For $13. $13. So Hembo's idea is that he wants to send you to Arizona to go root for the Phillies and, and sort of represent, which, which he brought up in the office this morning. And it did beg the question for me that I was saving until now. Why are you sending him? Why are you not going? Because there's a chance that Lizzie will be back in Vegas this weekend if the Aces win game four of the WNBA finals tonight. So I might yeah, be otherwise occupied. Why. It would be better for you to be out there closer to Vegas to prevent her from seeing Jimmy G again. That is... True, it is, a, it is a fair point. But here's what I think. Like, you can actually fly a round trip to Phoenix and see a baseball game there for cheaper than you can just drive south and go to, the, to a Phillies game in Philadelphia. That's correct. This is the point that I'm making. That place is going to be littered with red. And I think Cam is the right person to go, represent the show. Well, I don't understand why you're not going. So what you're suggesting is that if your wife has to be away, you believe that your being home with the infants is a positive? Well, at least it means they're not you know, on their own. 
uh, by the be themselves. on their own. Someone else can come and sit there. You keep in the saying house. that, but you don't ever seem to volunteer to come watch the girls. They, they the might last, be better on their own. The last person on earth who's going to do that is me, but I, I don't know that Bubba has other plans. So here's the thing. Like, I, I'm an evil person, and you have said this many times, and, it, and I believe it to be true. It right. is true. But like, I'm trying to do a good thing here, and you're turning it into an evil thing. Who's here. saying it's a good thing? You're suggesting you're a positive influence? I'm, no, I'm merely saying I want a good thing to happen to my friend Cam. You love Cam. You talk every single day about how great his rundowns are. Are, how you enjoy being a mentor to him in his career path here at ESPN. I haven't heard anything He looks like, like a Jonas brother. He looks like a, uh, one of Taylor Swift's ex-boyfriends. I, I just Several want Cam to enjoy the weekend in Arizona with a no, bunch I mean, of do it, it's have, not have Joe we he looks like. Cam, I think he looks like Kevin. So, so of the Jonas Brothers, he looks like Kevin. Joe is the one who dated Taylor Swift. In fact, the song uh, Holy Ground is written about her My relationship mistake. with yes. Joe Jonas. And Hembo told a 15-year-old girl to stop singing that song at a concert. No, that was a different song. What song did you <laughs> tell was the Enchanted. girl? Enchanted. So the point that I'm trying to make here, and I've long since lost control of what it was, is that, Bubba, I think we should send Cam for $13. <laughs> <laughs> to Arizona. Is that all I'm worth to you? <laughs> to go see the Phillies play. Well, what do you think of this idea? Yeah, well, I, I think I, it's I, a pretty well, good idea. I mean, look, I mean, I, I'm, I'm someone who enjoys a free trip. I, I'd like to know what, what's Cam, what, is, what are Cam's yeah, this, plans this, this weekend? Okay, fair enough. What, what is Cam doing this weekend? I'd like to know. Mm. Let's get it out on the table. Let's see what he's got planned. I got people to see, places to be, normal weekend Extremely stuff. vague and ambiguous. You're just making that up. Yeah. You have nowhere to go and no one to see. I have a, a gathering on Saturday night to kind go to. Kind of gathering. What does that even mean? A people gathering. are celebrating their birth at a bar, and I'll be there to what have people? drinks. What people? What people are people celebrating? People that work here. Who? Uh, Eric. He's actually right over there. He's just making that up. No. He, you're, just, it's you're, his, just, you're just inventing I a human not. being it who doesn't his, exist. <laughs> it's his birthday today. He is celebrating this How weekend. How old is he? He's 29. We're having some drinks. Well, oh, my God. A bunch of people. 29-year-old man's birthday. Here we go again. Greedy is offering you a vacation to Arizona for the weekend, and you're going to celebrate Eric's 29th birthday Listen, I might, in Connecticut? I might not even see the Phillies. They might sweep in Thursday and Friday. I'll go to Arizona for no reason on Saturday and then fly back and having done nothing on my trip. Here I am offering to spend $13 oh my God, of no. my hard-earned money <laughs> to send you to a baseball game, and you're making up a friend named Eric having a birthday that you're going to go sit at first of all under no circumstances should you be celebrating a 29 year old man's birthday Ugh. what are we even doing it's here? more so just to gather some you know co-workers together to have a drink it happens to be his birthday this week so that's what it's in commemoration of but we go out every now and then anyway that's the most ridiculous this is a idea. terrible excuse honestly i, I well, the this offer. decision I, I, I regret the idea good this decision was made for me without asking if i would want to go to the diamondbacks playoff game with the phillies when i would obviously rather go to the home ballpark yes I understand it's much more expensive, but the reason the Phillies are so exciting right now is Citizens Bank Park, not Chase Field in Arizona. Under no circumstances did I think that we were foisting something upon you that you would continue to you consider to be some great weight that we're placing on your shoulders i'm offering to send you to a baseball game to watch your favorite team probably clinch the, the league championship series and you're making it seem like i'm doing something terrible here and you would rather spend a, a 29th birthday with eric what a brat who doesn't even exist i'll probably spend more at that bar than i would at the uh, diamondbacks game <laughs> for the ticket i'm telling you right now there is no person named eric sitting in that place no i need to see I'm, by the way, I Bring am not, Eric in. If you're older, once you turn 21, you're not allowed to celebrate a birthday until you're 30. 
or at least until you're 25. Yeah. And if you're doing it, you should do it in very low-key fashion. Just do it surrounded solely by people you know. That, that, that's, and definitely don't have a birthday dinner during a playoff game. Uh, for, you know, it's a whole other NFL thing. That game. too. Yeah, Eric, is, is that is that a person? It's, it's it's some, Eric, I've never Eric. seen this guy in my life. <laughs> I don't know who this guy is. I don't is. know how he got in here. Eric is in the room. He looks like Liam. Kind it's of. his birthday today, so Bubba, be nice. do you honestly not know who that is? I've never seen this person before in my life. <laughs> Eric, who are you? <laughs> See, he doesn't See, I don't even know how to turn my mic on. He doesn't uh, even know how to turn the mic on. Eric. I am the uh, associate producer for Carlin vs. Joe on ESPN Radio coming up next. So okay. you got a little plug in there. Okay, no, that's very Happy well birthday. done. That's a good Happy birthday, Eric. They Thank don't, you very much. They don't mean that, Eric. Trust me. We do mean <laughs> They don't think you're real. Where, where, where are you guys going to celebrate your birthday? What night is it that you're doing this? Uh, it's Saturday night. Chicago Sam's going to be in uh, Cromwell, Connecticut. So sa- <laughs> Chicago Sam's. Chicago what Sam's. So, so <laughs> I've been there. You've been to Chicago <laughs> Sam's? Yeah, freaking dumb. I've never heard of that place, but uh, one way or another. So what you're, you're telling me that you decided to have a birthday party on a Saturday night at a place called Chicago <laughs> Sam's. Correct. During like college football and playoff baseball and everything else. That well, they'll have on. the game. It's a there. sports bar. There's tons of TVs there, oh. so we'll be watching. So, Hembo, maybe you should go to that and watch the game and cheer on the Phillies <laughs> at Eric, Chicago Sam's. If Cam does not make it and instead he is in Arizona watching the Phillies play, is that an excused absence for this uh, otherwise can't-miss event? Look, Cam, I, I might side with, with Greeny and Hembo here. I've, <laughs> I've been to Chase Field at the World Baseball Classic in March earlier this That's year. That's true. He it's was a, there, yeah. It's a great venue, and it it's your team, and Philly, it's then. being calm for you. I like so. Eric. Sounds I like, like Eric. he doesn't me want me to be at his birthday party. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm canceling my weekend plans, and I'm going to Chicago Sam's to celebrate Eric's birthday on Saturday And night. I'm taking the tickets to Philly. And I will buy you $13 worth of drinks <laughs> because that's how much I was willing to spend on my man, Eric. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Anscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.